Hello and welcome to Southern Comfort, a SOCOM podcast where we talk all things Southern Comfort sports. Um, this is a very special podcast this week. Uh, we made a trip up to Colby this weekend for the Furman game, and I'm here with my guest, Jacob Huff, live and in person, uh, former WCU basketball manager. Jacob, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, man. Good to see you, Cole. It was a great weekend. Sorry the Western game didn't turn out the way we, we wanted it to, but you know, it, it can't win them all. Oh, uh, yeah, I was a <laughs> I was a former manager for uh, Western Carolina basketball for about a year. I mainly did, mainly because I was friends with Cole and Jeff, who was also a manager. And I just really enjoyed it. I did a lot of the film stuff, like cutting up film, uh, breaking up coding and stuff. I just really enjoyed it. And it really just brought me a new appreciation for mid-major basketball and really made me start caring about certain teams that really I haven't really given thought to. Um, and you hit it good. I think, you know, a lot of teams that maybe you hadn't thought of before. I know prior to my four years at Western, I, you told me Virginia Military Institute. I, did they play basketball? Citadel? Who? Yeah. Um, and now really we'll jump into some of the results. Um, the first game that did not get played is uh, UNCG at Furman. Furman uh, test positive and misses that one due to COVID. Um, talked a little bit about this prior to a pod we released Monday. Um, my guy Mark Zanetto believes Furman ducked him. Uh, Jacob, you think that uh, Furman, you know, maybe took a fake test, got a fake positive to dodge the Spartans? Uh, you know, I have a lot of opinions on Furman. Um, but I don't know. It just area of COVID. I don't want to say anybody faked anything. So I would just say hopefully they didn't do that. Um that would be bad, but hopefully everybody's okay. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, as much as we hate to do it, we'll wish good <laughs> good health to the Furman Paladins, uh, especially after the game um, on Saturday where it was kind of a little rough. Um, and we'll transition now into the results from Wednesday. Um, WCU goes up to Virginia, and we've talked about it on the pod before, hard place to play, drops that one, 87-61. Um, Trey Bonham and Greg Parm have great games in that one. Greg, again, you know, scores 20-plus. Trey Bonham has three steals and seven assists. Um, Wofford goes to the Citadel and drops one. Um, Sam Godwin's injured in that one, who's a big for Wofford. Um, he has some – he ends up having to come out of the game and not return in that. He gets a laceration um, on the nose and above the eye. And prayers up for Sam. Hopefully that he ends up making a full recovery. And Hayden Brown dropped 16 points, 14 rebounds, six assists. Um, really, it was a game that might have never been as close as the score seemed at one point. Um, Citadel really, right after that Godwin injury, kind of went to another level. Um, and then the last one – is Mercer goes to the Spartanburg or Spartanburg goes to the Spartans in Greensboro um, and drops that one 68-81. Alvarez and Bender play a combined 33 minutes, um, 13 for Alvarez and 20 for Bender. Jacob, is there anything there that stands out to you, shocks you a little bit? Um, really the Citadel Wofford game. Um, I really haven't been able to watch a ton this year since I've been out of college working life, but Citadel, for the most part, was a little unknown to me, but really they've been impressive the past weeks, a couple weeks. And I really was thinking that going into that game that Waffle was going to win. But it was surprising to me that Citadel, even with Sam Godwin's injury, was still able to beat them. Yeah, and you mentioned it. Um, Citadel really is a team that if they shoot well, they're in games, and if they don't, 
They're not in games. Um, and we'll transfer now to the Saturday results. Um, didn't have any other midweek contests. Um, and the first two, we'll throw some cancellations at you. Um, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, Furman was canceled. Um, Chattanooga has some COVID issues. And Samford at Western Carolina with Samford's issues. And that who knows when Samford will be back. Um, Furman comes in at Cullowee and defeats the Cats 75-69. Um, we were at that game. And for the score to be as close as it was, and this is all love to, to my alma mater, it really never felt that close. Um, it was kind of like Western was one maybe big run away from getting into it, but they just never um, facilitated it, made it happen. Um, there was a lot of Slauson mounts on Western guards in the paint, and that's just, a, you know, a little jump hook floater that, you don't, you don't stop that. And uh, Matt Halverson only makes one three in that game. He's now five away from breaking the Western all-time record. Um, VMI goes into Greensboro, um, drops one, uh, 59-76, just really not even close. Um, Trey Bottom doesn't play great in that one. Um, and Citadel goes into ETSU and loses 112-84. to The entire Bucks staff and roster played well. Um, Hayden Brown, 21, 8, and 3, and I have a new appreciation for basketball shorts thanks to Hayden. This dude wears diapers on the court, guys. It's something to see for sure. And Wofford um, hosts Mercer and defeats them 72-69. Storm Murphy only scores nine points. Trey Hollowell plays a great game there. And, again, Alvarez and Bender just don't – they're not playing 33 minutes a game. And how do you expect to win games if your best players don't play? Um, is there anything there, Jacob, that kind of shocks you? You got to watch the Western game. You want to give us a little take on that? Yeah. Uh, so, watching the Western game, like, like Cole said, and just looking at the game and how the score, if you just watch the score, you think it was a close game. But to me, it never really felt like it was that close. Like, Fulman got out to a big lead early. And then they kind of – we kind of stepped up a little bit on defense, got some steals, got some blocks. Brought it back in pretty close, and it stayed pretty close most of the game. Thumb kept a decent advantage. I think it got to the closest was three points. But it just never felt like WCU could get over that hump. It felt more like Thurman just every time they got a decent lead, just messed up and gave it back to us and gave us an opportunity to win, and we just weren't able to capitalize. Well, for certain, you mentioned it. It almost felt like Furman, you know, they were not firing on all pistons there. Mike Bothwell doesn't have a great game. Um, and I really couldn't tell you any of them that really had a great game. Um, Slauson doesn't start now, when that's the first time they've adjusted the lineup. Um, 22, do not know the dude's name for Furman, but that guy was quick. We saw him. He got the ball in his hands. He's down the court. Now he was looking to pass or score. He yes, was, he was speedster. Yeah. Up and down like a flash. It was he played pretty good. I was impressed with him. For sure. Um and now we transfer to the upcoming schedule this week. Um first one we do have some we have several midweek contests. Um I'll throw Monday's slate at you. I'll throw it game by game and just ask you to pick a win or anything you want to say about it. Uh Citadel at WCU. Can the cats get the first one? Can we get over this? Uh this game actually kind of exciting to me because I just watching film and no, I mean um sorry. Citadel beat Wofford. Um, I'm hoping so. It's at WCU. It really will depend on whether Citadel shoots the lights out of the ball or not and whether Weston can get back on track, match shooting threes, let's just get into a feel of our offense. 
I'm going to pick WC in this just because I can't pick against my boys. Um, and you mentioned Matt shooting threes. You think he breaks the record in this one? Did we come a game too early? Did we miss? Um, I'm thinking he gets close. I don't think he breaks it. I'm thinking he breaks it this weekend against um against the, the opponent we're playing this weekend. Yep. And that would be the Citadel again. We'll just turn around and uh, go right back down there to Charleston that time and play them. Um and other contest on Monday is ETSU at Wofford. This is a battle towards the top of the standings of the Southern Conference versus the other one on Mondays. Not as high up there. Um, you tell you, you got a winner in that one? Yeah, I, I'm taking ETSU um, as much as, even though after ETSU lost Steve Forbes this year, they've really been impressive to me. I didn't think they were going to be as good as they are, and they stand at number one in the standings right now. And so I'm picking them over Wofford in this one. Um, and you mentioned it, you know, with the – Jason Shea really came in and took over that program. And when you have players that play, you know, you don't lose many. Ladarius Brewer's playing great. Um, Demari Monsantos, Sorrell Smith, I was talking to an ETSU uh, guy about him yesterday. And he's a guy that's really stepped up, especially since Christmas break. And I really think kind of they, they decided they weren't going to they weren't gonna suck this year after not starting so well non-conference. Um, transferring to Wednesday's slate, um, VMI uh, is going to be at Wofford. You got a winner in that one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Wofford. I would take VMI, but because I really like how VMI has been playing, and but I'm just giving Wofford the advantage because they're at home and Storm Murphy usually is pretty great at home. Um, yeah, you mentioned Storm, a guy that needs to bounce back after maybe not a great performance um, on Saturday, and after maybe as you said dropping that one to ETSU, Wofford will definitely be hungry for another W. Um, UNCG at the Citadel. You got a winner in that one. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, UNCG in that one. I know it's at the Citadel, but I'm just thinking that UNCG is just a little better than the Citadel this year. Um, and you mentioned it. I give you a completely off-the-wall question about that game. Does Hayden Brown's shorts get shorter in this one? Is he coming out in a diaper? Will we see it this year? It'll get close. I don't know. He's probably – he likes the short shorts. He wants to go shorter diaper. But it's like his teammates give him a lot of crap for it. So he's probably not yet. But we're getting close. We're getting there. Uh, and you mentioned it. I couldn't imagine trying to play a guy seriously. And this dude is he's got maybe an inch or two of short and just nothing else. I we're gonna have to SoCon's gonna have to start putting content warnings on the games. Uh warn people. And the uh, next one's Chattanooga at WCU. This is a matchup um that we missed out on earlier in the year. You got a winner in that one. Um, yeah, I'm going to take my cats just because I'm hoping they bounce back, get a win at the Citadel the versus Citadel and get a win versus Chat. I think it's going to be a close game. I think us and Chat are pretty even overall. Um, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm picking the cats in this one. Um, and you mentioned it last year. Um, Mason Faulkner has close to 30 in this game at home um, and a comeback victory for Western and really – kind of started the season off right for us. That was an early SOCOM matchup. Um, and ETSU at Mercer. You got a winner in that one. Yeah, I'm going to take it ETSU. Mercer's been sliding a little bit lately. They've lost a few games. Um, some of their key players ain't playing as many minutes, which I'm not sure totally why. But just like I was saying earlier about ETSU, I just really think they got it. So I'm taking ETSU. Um, and you mentioned it, and we've talked about it. Alvarez not playing, Bender not playing. Another guy I didn't mention, uh, Jeff Gary only plays like 16 minutes on Saturday. Um, just not entirely sure what's going on with him. Um, 
And that'll do it for the Wednesday slate. Uh, transferring to Friday, this is my game of the week just because I feel like it's going to be a 5-4, 5-6 matchup um, going into the tournament. Mercer at VMI. You got a winner in that one? Yeah, it's at VMI, so I'm going to take VMI. Just like Cole said, it's probably going to be a 4-5 matchup on whichever way it goes. So they're pretty evenly matched, but I'm giving VMI the advantage just because they're at home. Um, and you mentioned it, and, you know, Western learned it last week, and a lot of teams so far this season have learned it. Furman's learned it. It's hard to go into Virginia and beat them. It's just a tough place to go play. Long road trip. Long road trip. Yeah, you've been there. You, yes. you know, what were your opinions on that? What was that take of going to VMR? Uh, it's a really long road trip. It's probably the farthest out that I, trip that I went to. It was conference play. I didn't get to go to Sanford. And I know Sanford's pretty far out, but I know VMI was up there. It was cold. It was snowy. It's just kind of – I thought – I liked the arena. I liked how it was set up. It was kind of cool. I enjoyed going up there, but it definitely is a tough place to play. It definitely is. Um, And Saturday, uh, we transferred to that. The first game here, I've got it bolded in black and letters in white, Sanford at Mercer. I think this is a big one because this is Sanford's first game, and – what feels like eternity, you know, and I think Western's been on the kind of the pause of the same. We saw that really struggle for them. You think Bucky ball um, kind of comes out flat after this long break? I'm thinking so. I'm thinking they struggle a little bit to figure it out. I know Western did and a bunch of other teams have done it like across the country, take a couple of days off, picking games off because of COVID you come back, you got to kind of find your legs, especially if, if you're playing a team that hasn't really had to deal with it like you and most of it hasn't. And so I'm giving most of the edge in this. And the next one is going to be the Cats at the Citadel. We going three and zero this week, Jacob. We rolling. We getting this thing going. I'm thinking we're going three and zero. I think we bring it back together. I think we rally around um, Mace having a good game. I think Matt gets the three point record that brings the team together, gets them excited, juices them up. I feel like we come out and we just we played Western Carolina basketball and we get some W's in the win column, and we try to. Salvage what we can of this season. Fight our way back up the standings. Um, and a guy, you know, a lot of people outside of color we might not know about, um, Corey Hightower, a guy that had 22 on Saturday. And, you know, at the game, it seemed like he was the one of the only guys that really wanted to win that one. And every time he shot the ball, it almost went in, didn't it? Yes. Corey, Corey is, uh, is a transfer. He just got – he's eligible because of the – Blanket COVID, waiver. Yep. Blanket waiver because of COVID. And we really – needed him and really he does contribute to our team amazingly i've watched him some especially yesterday getting to see him he's a really great player he really gets to the hoop really gets his butt gets his shot and he's really a great contributor to this team we just got to put it together our offense together all together and i think if we're all clicking on selling those mace matt coy zay I think we're really going to be something that uh, people struggle with. Yeah, it's a, that's a you know a ten seed, an eight seed, a nine seed that the top part of the conference isn't going to want to see because you know that, that that's not who they are. Um, and the next one is one I'm sure the folks up in Johnson City are looking to forward to: University of Tennessee at or University of Tennessee Chattanooga at ETSU. Um, this is one that's been rescheduled; it was canceled last week. You got a winner in that one. Yeah, I'm going to take ETSU again. I'm really hitting home on ETSU at the top of the standings. They've really been playing well. And I just feel like, especially for these middle-to-low teams like UNC Chattanooga, I feel like ETSU shouldn't have much problem with them. Uh, ETSU did just drop 112 on the Citadel uh, yesterday. And so I just feel like 
ETSU doesn't have much problems in this one. So you're you're putting them in triple digits again? They go they put a hundred on Chattanooga. Um, maybe not. That is kind of hard in college basketball, especially mid major. You don't get there as often. Um, but ETSU has the potential to do it. I wouldn't put it past them, but I'm thinking it's more of a you know a normal scoring game, 80s. You know. You mentioned it. They definitely have the firepower. Uh, Chattanooga, David Jim Baptiste is going to have to have a game in that one. Um, and maybe they can get healthy. I know um, they've had some issues. Their coach will tell you that they don't have anybody playing. We're, we're all hurt. We're all out. Um, and the last one is a, a great matchup. Um, Wofford at Furman, uh, 6 p.m. tip. You got a winner in that one. Yeah, I'm going to actually take Wofford. Uh, watching Furman yesterday, I was not that impressed. They seem to just – they were the better team, I thought, than us at Western Carolina. But they just seemed to not have it together. They had sloppy turnovers. They uh, just turned the ball over on defense. And they just didn't seem to be that great, in my opinion. And I'm thinking Storm Murphy has a great game and the other players on Wofford's team shoot the ball well. And they come out of uh, Greenville with a win. Um, yeah, and you mentioned it. Uh, Furman was a better team. Uh, obviously, they won the game. But – they just didn't really seem like – neither team really seemed amazing in that, that one on Saturday. Um, and I'll throw the standings at you. You can see them. You're looking at my notes. Um, ETSU in first, UNCG in second, Wofford in third, Furman in fourth, VMI in fifth, which I still think is a little bit of a shock, Chattanooga in sixth, Mercer seventh, Citadel eighth, Sanford ninth. And our cats are down there at the bottom, and I've been adding frowny faces. I got two now. Um, it just continues to hurt. Anything that shocks you there? Oh, man, I'm the top four of the usual ETSU, UNCG, Wofford, and VMI. Like you said about uh, Furman and about VMI, I'm really really excited for VMI. They're doing really well. This is probably the highest they've been in the standings in probably quite some time. I'm actually really excited for them. I'm glad they're getting an opportunity to be recognized and seen as a, a competing team in this conference. And hopefully um, they have a great rest of the season. Um and they're able to do something in the tourney, except when Western Carolina beats them there finally at the end. For sure. Um, and, you know, kind of talking about just the standings and the way the SOCON is right now, 4 p.m. tips. You love it, you hate it. How do you feel about it? Um, I am not that great of a fan. I know they have to because COVID and they have to get it in, certain matchups. I don't get off till 5.30 every day, so I really don't get to see it until the very end. I do listen, try to listen to some when I get off, drive home. But, yeah, I prefer if it was a little later, then maybe I can get to see it. But I understand why they're doing it. So. Well, for certain, man, you mentioned it. And I can quote um, an anonymous SOCOM player here. He said the 4 p.m. tips suck for the fans. You know, the players are going to play basketball, but they, they appreciate and acknowledge the fact that, you know, these fans want to see these games. And if you're working, you know, you work till five o'clock, you got a nine to five job, you're not going to get to see your team play basketball this week. Um, and then transferring to the player of the week, is there anybody that stood out to you this week that you really thought uh, had a good performance, guys that really, you know, put their teams on the next level? Um, yeah, I'm probably going to go with Greg Palm versus uh, WCU. We had 23.6 rebounds and shot five or seven from three-point line. He's just been playing great this year. Just like I said with the DMI, they've had a great team. Greg Palm, Jake Stevens, they've really been playing well together. And they're putting on a heck of a season right now, I think. And his performance was a great one. He continues to deliver great performances. So that's who I'm going with this week. Um, and you mentioned great performances. He just – he makes – 
he makes threes and he don't miss them. And that was a great performance for him in a game that, you know, VMI wins and something that keeps him up there higher in the standings. Um, the Southern Comfort SoCon podcast player of the week is going to be Isaiah Miller this week. Um, a guy that averaged 23 and a half, four and a half and one assist. Um, he had 22, two and two against Mercer and 25 and seven um, against VMI, both of those and kind of blow out victories. Um, and I think something that really should be in consideration for player of the week is wins. You know, Hayden Brown had 16 and 14 and six against Wofford, but then they turned around and dropped that one to ETSU who, you know, he had a good game there, but if you're going two and zero, it's hard to pick against you with numbers like Miller had this week. Um, and transferring to freshman of the week. Um, I don't think there was as many really freshmen contributing this week. Um, is there anybody you really saw stand out? Uh, we talked about Sam Godwin getting injured, so he really was kind of out of the running for it this week. Is there anybody? Um, not really anybody in my mind. I just wanted to shout out the um, Kennedy Miles on Weston and that um, the dude, I forget his name. Um, I'm sorry, I forget his name. The freshman dude that got the – wasn't he the one that got the start today against Performing yesterday? Yeah, uh, 22. Yes. Uh, I thought he was – he looked great. Kennedy Miles played pretty well. And I just wanted to say that there's great freshmen in the conference, great freshmen on all teams, and the future is really bright. No matter where the standings are now, I think any team has a chance in the future. Um, for sure. And Kenny Miles, you know, we didn't even talk about him really in that game on Saturday, but he's a guy that comes off the bench, has not played a lot of minutes at all, and he really handles the point guard role well for Western. It gives him, you know, at this point, something that we need, and that's a different look. Um, the Southern Comfort SoCon podcast freshman of the week is going to be Trey Bonham. Maybe we have a little bit of Trey Bonham bias here, um, but he's a guy that, you know, I see is the difference maker, you know, and if he has a good game for VMI, they're probably going to win. You know, Greg's going to get his 30, but if Trey Bonham can be that kind of third piece next to Jake, um, he's going to ball out, um, you know, against Western. He has nine points, three rebounds, seven assists, which is something I feel like you don't see a lot um, out of a VMI player and then three steals. And then you turn around and in that loss to UNCG only has two points, four rebounds, one assist. And, you know, those two different games where one where he has a great game, one where he has a game that's, you know, not as good in the stats wise, um, really just kind of tells the story of VMI winning one versus losing one. Um, and really just kind of wrap it up. Jacob, do you want to say anything to the SoCon fans? What do you think about this year? Yeah, I just going to say it's been a tough year overall with COVID and everything for everybody involved in COVID, not just in basketball. And I think, I know we've had some postponements, but I think the teams are handling it well. They're doing what they can to um, try to prevent the spread. And I think they're handling it well, and I'm really glad that they are. And I'm really glad we're getting to see Southern Conference basketball. I was afraid we wouldn't get to see it, but I'm really glad we're getting to see it. And I can't wait to see how the rest of the season plays. Uh, I'm really hoping that uh, we have the tournament in March for the SOCON and that the winner of that is able to go to the big tournament. I really hope they do have the NCAA March Madness this year. Well, for sure you mentioned it, especially last year um, for ETSU, as much as, you know, maybe they are my favorite team in the league. Got a, got a newfound love for them after last yesterday, kind of with Furman. That, that renewed that renewed a hate for Furman. Um, but they didn't get to go to the tournament, and that sucked for them. And hopefully, you know, whichever team it is this year, the 10, they do get to go play in that tournament. And, yeah, as you said, if you told me, you know, early summer, June, July, that we're going to be playing SOCOM basketball, I'd have looked at you like you were crazy. But um, I appreciate you coming on this week, Jacob, and, you know, getting to try out something different in the podcast beer. We did this one live. We're sitting here next to each other. Um, just thank, thank you for making time to be on. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for letting me be on.